Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Me and Sean, how is it going? I've been off the internet for a couple of days, Connor. Yeah. Uh, is there anything I missed in that time that I would need to know about I- before this show? I, before the show, no. Okay. Literally nothing. So this is going to be a very quiet week. Love it. Very, very... I, I was sitting there all today thinking, if only there was some stories to do with Disney or Star Wars or some sort of Marvel-based products. That would really help us do the show today. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. folks, there's none of that. None of that's happening. This... This might be the biggest week of movie news we've ever had since starting this show. Yeah, and, and certainly this year, because we've been... There There have been weeks this year where we are pulling stories, like... D- but D- DC Fandom, I think, was probably the equivalent. A, yeah. But, it, but even that, I feel like that had two or three things, and then it was like, okay, then the rest... Where there's two two or three big things. Disney Plus came out with Kevin Feige and everyone there. They did a whole big conference thing. And they revealed over 61 things that they are going to be putting up either on Disney Plus or movies planned or projects that they're working on. And we have got to figure somehow out to get all of this into an hour. Because if we covered everything, we would be here for about four hours. So I'm going to pick some things. And then we might get to more things maybe le- next week. Yeah. And we're just going to keep trying. We're not ignoring something out of ignorance. It's pure just <laughs> pragmatism. It's like this needs to get out on Monday evening. And so we're going to start. Obviously, it's been a massive week. I know, Sean, the biggest news story for me personally, and I think we're going to start with it this week, is Disney Plus have announced that the Mighty Ducks Game Changer, starring Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham, will be... Will be <laughs> I was I could not sleep. 
after hearing this news. But then, Sean... Connor, we've just, like, we've just told everyone we're going to be cutting stories this week. But I still added a bit. I still needed time for a bit. You found time for humour, you <laughs> there, absolute there, There's monster. even still 30 more seconds, Sean, because... I think you want to, I wanted to add on to that story. I was like, the Mighty Ducks, my day is made. Wait, a Turner and Hooch remake starring Josh Peck. Add that to my Christmas stocking. Thank you very much. Is Josh Peck playing Turner or Hooch? I, <laughs> I can only assume Turner. Yeah. I, it'd be a stretch to play Hooch. Drake Bell is playing Hooch. Drake is, Drake is playing Hooch. Not many people know that, but Drake is playing Hooch. We're casting him here now. No, Sean, we are starting with the first of our trailers this week. And it is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. Um, it arrived as a, on Thursday. It is coming out March 2021, which is technically only about three months away. Yeah, very soon. Um, no, I think there was production issues of this with COVID and things like that. But from the looks of the trailer, they got over it and it looks class. Yeah, so this is um, the trailer. It starts off and it's very much just like, it's based on the legacy of the Captain America name. Yeah. Because, of course, if anyone doesn't remember, in Endgame, if you don't remember, Endgame, Cap, he no longer around. And he said, said, Falcon, you seem like a sound owl man. I'm going to give the shield to you. And so Falcon said, thanks very much, but he's a bit iffy on it. And this series comes in on him, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier together with this hanging over them. And the trailer started off and I was just like, oh, is it just going to be like an adventure with the two of them? Like a buddy cop kind of thing? Yeah, and they are very charismatic as a duo. Like, we've seen that in Civil War when they're driving around in the little, um, the Beetle. Like, that is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I, I was originally like that and I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool idea. But then they added the very, I, from what I can get from this trailer is that they are not what the government choose to be the next Captain America. So they are just two guys that, like, they knew Cap and Cap wanted to give the shield to one of them. But the government are like, we don't like either of you. We're going to pick our own Cap to be the next one. Yeah, that, like, we have a certain brand image of Captain America and we want which, we want to appeal to that. Which could be very interesting if, as, I mean, with the year that we've had, if they go down that route, the route of, like, racial teams, maybe they don't want Falcon, like, Absolutely, it's under yeah. the surface. And and that could be so interesting, just as a story. And he's just like, I'm, I was chosen. I'm clearly the best candidate. And they're like, yeah, but he over there... He has some qualities, you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, you dickheads. Like, like it's 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 not about the colour of your skin, but it is, it's black and white, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's, um, it does start off with them talking about the shield, and uh, you have the, the Falcon Bucky romance, or bromance, as I will, and then... It very quickly it goes into like explosions and you get a sense of like it is very MCU like it's very they put a lot of cinematic stunt work in it does come across as a film itself yeah this whole trailer to me felt like it, this could have you could have had this as like a tr- you know some of the fights in the Winter Soldier it looks that good <clears throat> like I got th- that do kind you think of- they probably got the same the same stunt people in 
I'd, I'd imagine, I'd imagine, because they're all used to working in that kind of environment and um, just those teams. So I, I, I'd imagine, mm. especially if they have a good working relationship with the actors as well, um, I think that would be, you'd be mad to throw that away, surely. Um, you also see um, um, Zemo. Zemo is in this trailer, and we his the first shot we see of him, he's at a bit of a memorial. Now, is that in Sokovia? I was yeah. I'm thinking, is that where Sokovia like fell, basically? And his family, of course, passed away. But Sean, what if I threw this to you? What if he goes back to Sokovia and he runs into a little guy called Ultron? I thought Ultron was completely destroyed, though. Was he? Vision blew up the last Ultron bot. Oh, no, he did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> I was like, Ultron's still in Sokovia. No, he is not. That is fair yeah. enough. He's just hiding. Um, he's, in, he's in, like, a a, a, a smart kettle somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to get him. <laughs> um, you have the bit of, uh, at, I think it's, like, the Super Bowl, and there's, like, a cap running onto the field, but it's clearly not one of them. Yeah. Do you think, like, the government are like, he's the new guy? I, yeah, that, I believe, is... Uh, John Walker, a.k.a. US agent, who in the comics was the guy that the government picked to like take over the Captain America mantle. Mm. And that is an interesting way to go about this, because, I mean, we've seen Cap give it to Falcon, but the government are like, yeah, but we don't want to give it to you. And so you have this new character in front of all these fans and he's like at the Super Bowl waving and smiling and yet behind the scenes Winter Soldier and Falcon are doing like all the dirty work and actually being heroes. Yeah, and it feels like they're doing it just because it's like it, this is what Cap would have done. Like Because if you think about everything Cap's done in the MCU, he's always done what he thought was right even if it was against the government. That was the whole plot of Winter Soldier and everything. Yeah, like, and so you have here two Cap's two best friends who presumably share some of the same ideals as him. Um, mm. And so, like, it, it is carrying on that legacy. Sam even says something about that shield comes with a, a, a legacy or something like that. Um, And I think that, like, that's a perfect thing to explore in this show. And also because Falcon is like a superhero in his own right. So like blending that's, the two that's is why interesting. I was, that's why I was... Um, it, it immediately caught my attention because he still has the Falcon suit. Like he's not Cap. Which like looks everyone kind of ha- as well since we last saw it. It, it. it does look upgraded. And there's that bit at the end of the trailer where he's getting away from the, the flying bombs. And, like, the, the homing missiles are coming for him and he's, like, dodging them. Like, that all looks great. Like, the CGI in that is fantastic. And that also ha- that the preceding that is the bit where he's, like, Bucky's, like, what's the plan? And he just says nothing. He just stands up and he just leaps out of the plane. He's, like, what's the plan? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you didn't tell this. me any plan. <laughs> I hate when he does this. Um, but, yeah, I... I think it's interesting that he's still Falcon, and I'm assuming that as the series progresses, uh, he's Falcon, Falcon, and then near probably the last episode, he's like, have I done enough to earn the shield? Yeah, I kind of feel like like Bucky's going to be in trouble at the end. Uh, like, he's going to be surrounded by Zemo goons. Uh, like, uh, Zemo goons, puddies. Zemo, yeah, and uh, first of all, I think they're going to have a major falling out sometime in the series go their separate ways, Zemo's going to capture Bucky and have him, like, he's about to cut his arm off or some shit. 
and then like the shield bangs in from off screen and it's Sam oh. and he's here to save him. And it's Nick Fury. And he's like, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> uh, oh man, Nick Fury news as well. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have time to get into that. But <laughs> um, oh, also, there was this small moment in the trailer where you see, um, like, a lot of uh, the people putting down their mask, and yeah. they have like the bloody hand over their mask. Now, I think the person in that is Songbird, if if I'm not mistaken. And Songbird in the comic books has like a mind control thing, part of Thunderbolts. So. If if is it a case maybe that Zemo's working with the Thunderbolts to like cause riots and everything in cities and just cause just mayhem and it, it's up to these two to kind of sort that out. Yeah, and I I think I think Zemo might also have a hand in the US agent thing because we've seen mm. in Civil War like he had some access to the tanks where they made super soldiers. And it looked like from we did a Hero Zero on John Walker uh, a while ago, and he literally he got his like powers, his super strength, and everything from an illegal underground superhero lab. So I think like if Zemo Zemo's all about infiltration and fighting true, like getting your enemy to destroy themselves. So I I think him and Songbird have have like controlled the government into hiring US agent and then they're going to make him do some proper atrocities yeah and and they're going to cover it up under maybe the riots that are going on so like you, Songbird gets all these young people and brainwashes them to like you destroy the buildings and while that's happening we're going to get US agent to assassinate some really important people yeah exactly so I, like I think they, they, this show of all the Disney Plus shows could be the most like Winter Soldier in that it's fairly on the ground spy stuff but I don't think that's a bad thing not at all not at all I think that would be if if you can match that episode for episode week on week that's going to be unreal especially when you have one division and other one shows like that it's good to have a show that's completely different have a spy show, have a weird fucking magic show, have all these different shows on the same network and then the big movie comes and you join them all together. That's what people want to see. Exactly, exactly. And and, and you have so many fan favourite characters there. That it- oh yeah, like it's, it's doesn't, it goes without saying that Mackie and Sebastian Stan, they're great in the roles. Like, the two of them are perfectly cast, and they have really good chemistry. I think the two of them... It's, it's weird seeing, like, a movie star that we're like, oh, yeah, like, they're perfect for a role, and now they're going to have their own series. So there's never a case of, like, oh, no, they have great chemistry. We don't even have to argue that. Like, the show is going to be good when they are on the screen together. Yeah, and also, so something off the bat for all of these trailers, it, it all looks fantastic. Like, they all look like movies. Mm. They're putting a lot of funding into this, I can only assume. Yeah, and it's a good like trend to set, I think. Yeah, okay. So that is the first trailer. We will get to the second trailer later on in the show. But Sean, first, we have one of your favourite things. And this is a segment of the show that I'm going to have to rely on you heavily. Because okay. we are going to be talking Disney+. Plus. They're doing some wars in the stars. Ah. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this franchise, but they released a whole host, a whole list of different shows that they are going to be putting out on Disney+. Plus. And we do not have time to one by one go through each one because there's about 
I think there's, hang on here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, including two untitled movies. All right, okay. So, <laughs> that is 12 in total, but they have released 12 different new projects that they are going to be doing. We can talk through each one in different lids, if you want, and we're going to start with the big one. That they revealed, and that was Obi-Wan Kenobi, that we knew what was happening, they are going to be doing that series yeah. with Hugh McGregor, but what we didn't know was Hayden Christensen will be returning as Darth Vader in the series. This is great, this is great mm. news, I, I'm, I sound sarcastic, I'm actually really fucking excited about this. And is it? But you know, I was thinking Hayden Christensen. You bring him back as Darth Vader, but he has the mask on. Unless they bring him back just to have like the bit where he takes a mask off all the time. Like he's not going to look like Hayden Christensen. There's a but. Look, I always say this when Star Wars. Oh, here comes we go. Up. There's a bunch of stuff in the comics where, uh, like, it, it's, and it's something that we've not seen. Like in film at any point, and it's what Darth being Darth Vader is like from Anakin's point of view. Like we've we've always just seen other people reacting to Darth Vader, but he could be mm. like a POV character in this. And in the comics, a lot of it is like when he meditates, he goes to this like force plane, and like he's Anakin Skywalker. He's he's still like fucked up and evil and stuff. But he looks like like it's how he imagines himself to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, he views himself like that, even though on the outside he might be scarred and burned, but he still thinks of himself as that old character. Yeah, there's a great panel, and it's um, like he his the way like it's it's all like stylized, and his body looks like all these like messed up red tendrils, um, just in the shape of a human body. But then, mm. um, his two legs. And his original robot arm are like blue force energy because they never got corrupted. If it make if oh, that makes sense, shit, it's fucking that's class. so cool. Yeah, so I, like that kind of stuff. Like it, it's it's something that's so cool, but it's only in the comics that you have to go out of your way to find. But and uh, there's been a lot of Star Wars in the fact that like they're sitting on a lot of gold. And they've just kind of let it sit there without, like, even attempting to tap into it. Yeah, and Dave Filoni <laughs> is doing great with that in terms of The Mandalorian um, and Clone Wars, where he's just bringing mm. in all this expanded universe stuff and making it canon again. Because why not? Like, if you have stories there that people are emotionally attached to and they like, why would you go then think, no, we'll scrap all that, let's rewrite a brand new stories? Because... They're there for a reason, even though they've never been seen by anyone other than the diehard fans who read the comic books. Like, bring them to a wider audience. If they're that beloved in that form, they might be beloved in a different form. Yeah, and in terms of, like, you know, the timeline of of this, is that this this is set ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Um, and so, y- you can have... It makes sense that in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader would have had one more interaction because Obi-Wan like needs to know... There's that line he says in it, he's more machine now than man. Whereas at the minute, the last time Obi-Wan saw Darth Vader in the films 
was when he left him to burn. He like he, well, he had the he high was, ground. He, he had the high ground. I watched that movie last yeah. night, actually. Uh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got really excited and just wanted to watch Star Wars. But did you um, did you like the bit when they're on the lav and, he, and uh, Anakin goes, not from my perspective. I, you've ruined me because I can only think of you. <laughs> When, when that line is said. <laughs> That's my favourite line, line in all of Star Wars. Like, Anakin, the Emperor is evil. Not from my perspective. Now, to give you my points in retort. I, I really hope <laughs> that um, the internet embraces Hayden Christensen for this and doesn't absolutely roast him again. No, I don't think you could because, like, he can't talk about sand. Like, there's not going to be one of those scenes where he's 17 or 18 trying to act and telling all about, we should have a government that's led by one person. Why do we have to have lots of people? Yeah, like, and George Lucas isn't writing this, I think, is the main thing we should... We I, should. I would assume no. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it'll be good dialogue. I'm excited about that. Um, okay, so on, on the scale of excitement, how many uh, lightsabers are you giving it out of five? Oh, I would like General Grievous holding three of Darth Maul's lightsaber. <laughs> that's six, is it? No, that's eight. It's six individual blades, and then the other hand that he has, he's just giving a big thumbs up. <laughs> big thumbs up. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Um, next up is another one a character that has appeared in the Mandalorian recently is I'm going to probably butcher this pronunciation no do you know how to pronounce the name better than me please Uh, Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano that's the one yeah that is Ahsoka will be having uh, her own series played by Rosario Dawson from um, Daredevil and a whole host of other things but uh, she recently appeared in The Mandalorian I've not seen an episode what was the portrayal like? The portrayal was actually pretty good I thought Um, Okay It wasn't one to one what it was in The Clone Wars and what it is in Rebels but I think it's, it's close enough that given that it's a live action adaptation and it's an actual person playing the role I think it's absolutely like brilliant uh, for what it is um, well, she, and you think she deserves her own spin off because it is a very interesting character that we've only seen bits of yeah it it is weird I think it's it's good and bad in a way you're exposing more people to the character uh, which is good but also for a character so rooted in animation it, it might have been nice to see, like, an animated Ahsoka film or uh, TV show, you know, mm. um, that, and, and I get that doesn't have as wide an audience um, as they probably want for this. I think this is the right move. I just would have been interested to see, um, you know, a Mandalorian level production, but with animation. I think that would have been quite interesting. The producers of the show will be Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Then I have no of, fear of it. Like, so I think we should be okay. Yeah, and it opens it up to tell stories that Mandalorian can't tell. Because, uh, and I'm an episode behind, so I don't know what the crack is at the minute. But at the minute, the story is motivated solely by his adventures with the child. And so, it's it's as Star Wars goes, it's quite grounded and it's quite mm. basic in where it can go. Whereas with Ahsoka, there's there's all this other Star Wars backstory that can be explored. Like Ahsoka is a grey Jedi, meaning she like kind of walks the line between the dark side and the light side. 
And that's a really fucking interesting character to follow for 12 episodes a season, I think. Yeah, I think it's inter- It's very important of how many episodes they put in all of these series, not just in Ahsoka or Obi-Wan and all the series we're probably going to just cover br- briefly here. But like, it, I think 15 is too many. And I think maybe 7 is too few. There's like there's like a sweet middle ground in there, and maybe twelve. But sometimes at twelve, I feel like episode seven to nine is also filler. It yeah. Now it does depend on that. Um, mm. Like so, someone said to me that uh, Mandalorian is just watching one man's ship get destroyed and having him land and get it fixed and then moves, and then it gets destroyed <laughs> and he has to land and get it fixed and then move. It's like that for like two fifths of the season. <laughs> But look, you have something to stick to it if it's working. Ah, look, it's, you get to watch Baby Yoda do his thing, you know? He's doing cool stuff. He's so cute. He's so marketable. <laughs> so, we're going to move on. They're also doing Rangers of the New Republic, which is going to be a second direct spin off from The Mandalorian. Um, and it is going to follow the downfall of the Empire in Return of the Jedi. Um, and the Rebel Alliance help establish the New Republic, the system of governance that will ultimately wiped out, be wiped out by the First Order. Ah, so we know how it ends. There we, and also, the dream team of Favreau and Filoni will be behind it. That's it. Look, they have, a, they have a very good Christmas paycheck coming up. <laughs> they're doing all of this. Um, they're doing Andor. This is the Diego Luna spin-off from um, Rogue One that was very heavily rumoured for many years. Now, Diego Luna, he in Rogue One, he was not my favourite character. So I was kind of like, meh about this. And I'm still a bit meh. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm not too into this one, honestly. Um I get it's meant to be like, oh, here's a spy movie set in the Star Wars universe. And that's fine. But sh- I, I, I I, wouldn't have... I don't think he's as marketable of a character as everyone thinks he is. No. Also, the, in their uh, press release, they call... In their press release, they called him a charismatic rebel spy. Which I think might be bigging him up a little too much. Do you think they originally wrote this series for Poe Dameron? hundred <laughs> percent. Fuck it. Just, just change the name. <laughs> change my homework slightly. Don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. And just like Oscar Isaacs is, he's he's too busy now. He can't do it. And he hates Star Wars. He hates Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> They're also going to do a show called The Acolyte. So uh, this is going to be a story based around the High Republic and set two hundred years prior to the Phantom Menace. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Okay, let's start exploring further back that way. That's the best bit of okay. Star Wars. I, I I, think, I mean, we've gone forward. You might as well go back because you've got a whole host of other cool stuff from many times, as we've said, from novels and comic books that are all there. You could just pick them up and go, that's a cool story. Let's adapt that to the screen. Yeah. Just p- pick it up. Give it a thumb through it. <laughs> And then just pick the best bits and put it on the screen. Pick it up, get a photocopier, stick it face down, just copy it several times, hand it out to everyone, all your writers go, just copy and paste. Copy yeah. and paste that exact thing. What you do, you take the comic, you just flip it really fast in front of a camera, <laughs> it looks like a film. <laughs> We've done it! Everyone take lunch. We've absolutely nailed this. Um, they've also got a show called The Bad Batch. It is a spin-off from the Star Wars The Clone Wars. 
um, which is of everyone's favourite movie. And, uh, is that not what you, your favourite one? Your, uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated Star Wars movie. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of the second one. The second one? Attack yeah. of the Clones? Attack of the Clones, sorry. Ah, I was thinking of the clones. <laughs> you just saw clones. <laughs> I saw clones and then I, I, I thought of the, the bit in the, the in the stadium and I thought, no, <laughs> I'm angry again. <laughs> no, the Bad Batch seems like interesting. It's it's the meme of like, I'm putting together a crew, except all the crews are clones. Because their whole thing it's is the that su- they're all good at one thing. It's the Suicide Squad. It's the Suicide Squad, but it's it's the Bad Batch. I, also, every time I see that fucking logo, I read it as the Bad Bitch. <laughs> that would be cool. I think I think that would be a good name for a series. <laughs> it, actually, it very well could be. The um, there's there's one other I was really excited about. I don't know if you have. It I I, ha- I was I have it here. Is it Lando Calrissian? No, it wasn't Lando Calrissian. Oh, actually, Lando Lando Calrissian will be getting his own series as well. <laughs> Do you get Billy D or do you get Donald Glover? <laughs> I mean, surely you get Donald Glover. <laughs> like, I don't know if Billy D is coming back for a 12 episode arc. <laughs> Maybe not. They got Carol Weathers for Mandalorian. He came back. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Is your final one? They also have Star Wars Visions. Yeah, boy. And they have a. <laughs> which is Watch On. So it's. Star Wars Visions is like. If anyone's seen the Netflix show Love, Death and Robots, it's like that but Star Wars, where they got a bunch of um, like anime studios, Japanese anime studios, to all do little short films about Star Wars. Which sounds amazing. It's like the Animatrix as well. Do any of them involve dumplings and her child being a dumpling? You mean the start of... The, the, what did that play before? What Pixar short is that? What The Incredibles two? Was that, was that Incredibles two? I just remember being there, going, "What is going on?" Yeah, I should clarify as well, Connor. That 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 isn't anime. That's just animation. Sorry, no, you're right. <laughs> but I was just thinking. Now, if now if Dragon Ball happened to Star Wars, oh yeah, but <laughs> no, that is something I would actually like to see. Would that be class? That'd be awesome. Um, and they're of course doing the Mandalorian season three. Uh, they also have an untitled Taika Waititi movie that is being announced. Yeah, so we we reported on this that so he was in talks a while ago. Um, he did work on the Mandalorian as well. Um, I think that's that's an interesting choice. I'm still not sure that the Star Wars machine won't ruin a Taika Waititi film. Yeah, because I think Ryan Johnson kind of tried something similar with the, you know, the bit, say, at the start, where he's just like, oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. And then that that reminds me a little bit of Taika Waititi humour, where it's, it is silly fun, and people rinsed Ryan Johnson for it. So I'm interested to see, if he brings comedy to Star Wars, what people say. Yeah, and I, I feel like he has more of a past than Ryan Johnson. I think he has more good faith. But also, I don't think, like, his movie, I don't think, will be, like, you know, a Star Wars episode number whatever. I think it's just going to be a story in the Star Wars universe. So I think it has a and little yeah, more I leeway. Th- I think let him do whatever he wants. Or Bring the- him in and just give him a section of the galaxy and just go, do whatever you want. Yeah, this is yours, Taika. Whatever, and mm. you set the canon here. 
<laughs> so we're going to have to move on from Star Wars, but they have released a lot of news about that. Um, they are very exciting, but we do have so much more stuff to get to because Spider-Man 3. Oh, jeez. We've had a lot of news about Spider-Man 3 this week as well because Disney just, they got to reveal everything at once. And so we learned that several characters that have been rumoured to come back will now be coming back in Spider-Man 3, as far as we know. And so far, we are, we have the obvious ones that are going to be coming back. We've got Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. He's going to be in the film. I'm pretty positive. I'm putting my money We're down. We're locking him Zend- in. <laughs> Zendaya's MJ. I think she might pop up for a cameo. Might be at there. least once. Might be there, yeah. yeah. Marissa Tomei, yeah. almost a certainty. Mm-hmm. Marisa Tomei might pop up once. You have um, Jacob Batalon as Ned. I think he might turn up as well. Now, this is where it gets interesting, though, because you have Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange will be appearing in the film. Interesting. Very interesting. Because that leads on to what we're going to talk about in the next few characters, but Benedict Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange 2 is meant to be seen as... I even read an article that said it might be looked at as the third act to like the third act of Doctor Strange 2 might lead directly into Spider-Man. Well, here's the thing is that um it, there's some some fucking hero laid these out in release order. Um Spider-Man 3 is due out in December 2021. Mm. Multiverse of Madness is due out in March 2022. Okay. So, I, so, come. first of all, that's ridiculous that there's only like three months between those. And I do think that those stories are going to be very, very close. I, yeah, I think I would have actually swapped them. But I mean, obviously, I'm not making the movie. But I, I would have swapped them for the sole reason that like I would have thought that something happened in Doctor Strange that led to the multiverse being in Spider-Man. See, I can see him. Um, I can see the multiverse developing in Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange having to fix it in the next movie. Ah, so he's going back to be like, what the fuck did you do? Like, yeah. why are you talking to other Spider-Men? Cause, yeah, so <clears throat> looking looking at the, like what's coming out, it goes WandaVision first, which opens up the multiverse. Yeah. Then you have uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is probably not going to do that much impact. Then you have Black Widow, which should have already come out. Then you have Loki, which I think is also going to be weird. Time that is mad. That that is all time verse because we're going to get to that trailer at the end of this episode. But that is very much involved in time and just other different universes. Yeah, and then you have Shang Chi, which I'm not sure how much that'll impact things. And then mm. and then it's weird because then it goes, "What if Eternals, Miss Marvel, and Hawkeye?" So, like, we're a long time between One Division and Spider-Man Three, which both presumably have some multiverse connection. You could just set up like little bits, like little uh, Easter eggs in all those other shows, though. So, like, something could just happen randomly, and Miss Marvel's like, "Oh, that's fucking weird," and it just goes back to her episode, or like goes back to her thing. But like, yeah. something happens to the side where somebody just pops out of a portal. It's like what the fuck is going on? But maybe it's maybe like she uh, she goes past and then there's just an, a shot of an empty alleyway and someone just pops out of a portal. 
Oh, if that just kind of continued on the whole way. And what if the, mm. like, the setup for the What If series, that like that really says to people, like, here's, like, here's just some of the possible multiverses there are. Like, all of this could conceivably happen in any universe. That could be because, a good way of, like, l- grounding the What If series. Yeah, because what happens after Benedict Cumberbatch is Jamie Foxx as Electro will be appearing in Spider-Man 3, which is something we have covered on the show. But then we also have Alfred Molina will be in the film as well, yes. which is now guaranteed. And then, now we get juicy, because then you're thinking, right, you've got two villains, one from each number two Spider-Men from previous films. Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is in serious talks to play him. I don't know if he's... I don't know if they've revealed it, because I don't think they want to reveal it, but it, I seen... Um, did you see the trailer that was revealed, that was released in Spain? I think it was in Mexico. They released a special trailer, and it very clearly was just like, watch all the Spider-Men work together. <laughs> I was just like, for fuck's sake. Ah, <laughs> so they've kind of... So, Tobey Maguire, I'm pretty positive, will be appearing in this movie, alongside Mr. And- Mr. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and also rumoured is Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone as well. Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone, and our big reveal, which is something we talked about last week, Charlie Cox as Daredevil. This is, this is absolutely ridiculous. Madness. Now, and I, I, I did tweet this. If they're setting up a multiversal Sinister Six, I will lose my absolute shit, Connor. Yeah, I think that would be amazing because you skip all the movies you have to do in between. <laughs> like you've already done movies in different universes. Just bring those characters in. Yeah, and, like, those villains are good, you know? Uh, Like, and Jamie Foxx is a great actor. Just give him good things to do. And Alfred Molina has shown that he's a great Doc Ock. Yeah, like... And and also, those movies are new enough that people know those origin stories, you know? So you don't need to hash through it again. Like the way we didn't see Uncle Ben get shot in the MCU. No, I think that's... And I think they're aware of that. I think Kevin Feige's very aware of, like... I, In in a way, like, these characters... Those movies are massive. Like, Spider-Man 2, we've discussed that before, was the biggest movie in the world for, for a period a time. of time. Yeah. Now, there, you're going to have to explain it, obviously, to the younger generation who are going to see this movie. But there's going to be, I would say, 70% or 80% of the audience that know exactly who these people are. And they know exactly what's going on. Like, Kirsten Dunst turns up. Nobody's going to go, who's she? I think a lot of people would be like, oh, that's Mary Jane. Yeah, exactly. And, like, people people are on board. And if they're not, they'll get it by context. Like, people are people are cleverer than most people think they are. Oh, if an animated Spider-Verse movie with Miles Morales can work, then anything can work, especially these characters that have already appeared in multi-million dollar productions. Yeah, and also, it's Spider-Man. It's the most merchandisable character in the world what do you think of the cast though like you've got you've got Charlie Cox Kirsten Dunst Emma Stone Andrew Garfield Tom McGuire Alfred Molina Jamie Foxx Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> uh, it, like it is it is absolutely ludicrous and do you think Tom Holland might get lost in the shuffle or is he the one driving it he's kind of proved that he can work well in an ensemble like he has shown in every like like 
Infinity War, even Endgame to an extent. Like everything he does in those films is memorable. Like, and it would be very easy to get lost behind Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Pratt, and mm. you know, like the Guardians and the Avengers. He got he stood out in. It is going to be very hard for Emma Stone to return due to the fact, you know, she has a pain in her neck. I can only assume. Connor, you're assuming that it's the same Gwen Stacy. Oh, for yes. What if it's Spider-Gwen? Of course. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. What if it is Spider-Gwen? What if it's Spider-Gwen? Holy shit. So you have Spider-Gwen, you've got three Spider-Men against a Sinister Six. I think, oh, what if they somehow assemble six spider people? Six spider people versus six spider villains. Yeah, and what if it's my favourite version of Spider-Man, Spider's-Man? Or, (laughs) conversely, what if it's Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man 2099 from the end of Spider-Verse? Oh, okay. I mean, first of all. And then, what if the last one is Nicolas Cage playing Spider-Man Noir? Oh, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie is going to be batshit insane, and I cannot wait for it. Oh, it's going to... I'm. This is the... I, I was going to say this is the one I'm most excited about. I'm excited about so many fucking things on this. Like, di- like what they've done here is they've taken... We were like, oh, 23 movies. Oh, my God. It is a fascinating concept to do 23 movies and make them all build to a single, like, double parter at the end. Nobody's ever done it before, and they've done so well. But now, to to make multiverses work is such a big fucking step. Like, to be able to pull that off. So I'm interested to see Candy, because there's a lot of moving parts all at once. There are 10 things coming out in 2021. Related to the MCU. <laughs> That's because did they have any this year? They had none. They had. Did was it actually none? No, I think it was. Was it none? Because uh, Black Widow was their movie in May, and then the Eternals was meant to come out in August. That's true. Yeah, there's, there's been nothing. There's been nothing this year. Spider Man. So, so they decided Far From to Home double up. Was the last Marvel movie to come out. And that was last summer, wasn't that it? That was last July. Fucking hell. No wonder. No wonder. They're like, no, fuck this. We like money. Yeah, <laughs> Let's do yeah. this. Oh, they're going to make so much money on this. And also, um, the price for Disney Plus is going up. Did you notice that? Oh, I, I could only assume. I mean, that's just business. Just yeah, like, let's, put, let's give them everything they want and then raise it to $20 a month. I'll still fucking pay it, though. Do you know that? <laughs> Um, so that means, see, you're one of the shills. I'm, a, I'm you're one of a the Marvel sheeple. fanboy. Yeah, but at least my movies are good, Connor. Oh, damn it! <laughs> it was unnecessary. <laughs> damn it! Totally mean. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Also, they you know the way they're set. They're like setting up a young Avengers in all those series. Like they if are. you actually go through all those shows, like there is young Avengers, you could get a young Avengers show going. And I just think it's fucking mental. The fact that DC have somehow figured out a way to not have a Teen Titans movie come out before possibly a Young Avengers movie gets thrown together. Uh, yeah, like even the Hawkeye series, that's going to be handing over the mantle to Kate Bishop by the end of it. Yeah! I love like, that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is something that I read the headline and I immediately thought, 
that's for Sean. <laughs> this new story, I think, is perfectly plays for him because I have Christian Bale will be playing Gore the God Butcher in Tor Love and Thunder. Now, this excites me to no end. <laughs> Every single story this week. No, I haven't once done the bait and switch that I've given you a shit oh, story. I'm that I knew. It's gonna come. Um, so Christian Bale will be Gore the God Butcher in Tor Love and Thunder. Now, it's been revealed. Christian Bale was going to be the villain in that movie but it was heavily rumoured who he was going to play what was going to happen now it's come out that is who he's playing Sean who is Gore the God Butcher first of all because I have a sneaky suspicion we're going to be doing a Hero Zero on him very soon we are I, I, I have one planned for this Friday now a very quick overview of him is that uh, Gore the God Butcher um, you know originally he was just called Gore and mm. he didn't butcher gods when he was young not at all. He he was quite loving, no. in fact. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, there's so much stuff I want to go over. But very pre- <laughs> briefly, uh, he he grew up on a really like hostile planet that was really difficult to survive on. But everyone was super religious and just said, "Look, believe in the gods; they'll look after you." And so Gore prayed to the gods every day, um, but um, his his like pregnant wife was killed in an earthquake. All of his children died except for one. And then he had to watch that one child starve to death. And then after that, he just renounces the gods. He says, no, I'm done with it. So then he's made an outcast by his own people. So now he's really Fuck. all alone. And then... <clears throat> and so he, take, he takes a vow to kill all gods. Yeah. And the reason he does it is because two gods crash land on the planet fighting. And Gore is just like, what the Fuck. You, you're real and you don't help. That's worse. And so... Fucking hell. Yeah. And so he wields... Um, uh, it's a symbiote, basically, um, that is a sword. And so he, he like, absorbs... The symbiote latches onto him and he just goes around killing gods. Mm. Now, the reason I'm excited about it... Because Thor, what's his he shot? So Thor is a god, Connor. Yeah. Jesus, and this guy is a what? He's a god killer. God butcher, a in god fact. Ki- oh, he butchers them. Not only does he kill them, he butchers them. Butchers oh, that's them interesting. He prepares the meat. Now, I can see a bit of a conflict arising. Yes, now, in one of my favourite Marvel stories, Original Sin, uh, Thor had previously fought Gore the God Butcher. Gore's view being that the gods do not make anything better by existing. Uh, everyone they interact with is worse off for it. Now, Connor, the original Sin storyline features a certain character with a sphere on their head. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Features a a, a a wily hero by the name of the Orb. <laughs> a wily? Why? Nobody's ever described the Orb as wily. Oh, and the Orb seals the Watcher's eye and then, in a fight to get it back, Nick Fury whispers to Thor that Gore was right. And then Thor becomes unworthy. And then Jane Foster becomes Thor after that. And who's appearing in Thor Love and Thunder? Oh, just Natalie Portman. Interesting. And who does she play? She plays Thor. <laughs> I mean Jane Foster, but yeah, you know. <laughs> so you're saying that in the comic books, Gore the God Butcher 
uh, ultimately leads Thor to be become unworthy because he stops believing in gods just as a concept. Yeah. And he thinks that they're, none of them are worthy. And also in that movie, Natalie Portman is there, who, is, as we know already, she will become Thor. She will become Thor. That's the thing. Yes. And also... So... Yeah. Uh, so, this is, all, this is also how they... Um, like, there, there's a big reveal about Nick Fury in that story. Um, and that, to be honest, that would be really cool to see Samuel L. Jackson do. But also, mm. we could get a live-action version of the orb. I, I, if it happens, yeah. I'm never watching a Marvel movie again. <laughs> and if it doesn't? <laughs> if it doesn't, I'll continue to watch. <laughs> the scene will be coming up and I'll, I'll just start getting nerves. Like, it looks like he's going to appear soon. <laughs> Going to God, but just like, I'll never be beaten. <laughs> so, like, everything is lining up in this story that it seems to be pulling a lot from original sin, which I think is a really good idea because it's a really good story. Um, and Christian Bale playing, you know, a man who had li- who literally lost everything and now wants revenge. I think that's going to be really cool to see. I think he's going to carry I, that character t- really well. I honestly like. I thought of it, and <clears throat> and like Christian Bale as just I don't know uh, as a violent, just like angry, and I know like. Christian Bale has had his bits in the past where behind the scenes and everything, but just like, as I could see him just like a big beard, just here, and he's just like got fire in his eyes. Like, he's like, he's just trying to kill gods. Yeah, and he is, like, he is not superhuman at all. Like, he, everything in him comes from his hate and the symbiote. Other than it reminds that, me a lot of um, the butcher from The Boys. Very yeah, yeah. Like he sees the gods come down. And he's like, "Fuck you!" And he doesn't have any powers, but he wants to kill them. Yeah, like you do not help. <laughs> we would be better off without you. And it's just vengeance at some point. And we've seen Christian Bale play vengeance. I mean, he did it for three movies. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, <laughs> but like, if you look up an image of Gore. I I don't know what they're going to do to that uh, character design because he is he, he looks like an alien Connor. But also, I we haven't even we've looked over the fact that you've got all of this cool stuff. Your favorite, what are your favorite comic book roads? You've got everything set up to do it. Taika Waititi, one of your favorite directors, yeah. is writing and directing this himself. Oh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy right now. <laughs> I think this could be perfect. This could be, and and like Hemsworth has come out and said that like this is better than Ragnarok. Fuck, like, fuck in hell, Jesus Christ! This could be amazing. But wouldn't isn't it really interesting that like this is a much darker story for Taika Waititi to do? In, it, like it is, but I think he's he's talented enough to do that and a comedy. That's true. Um, the example I always give of Taika Waititi being able to do serious. Is have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Yes. Do you know the scene with the shoes? Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. I mean that is that is amazing. Like it's all funny and happy, and then it's just that. And it's just and like it's just, oh, full stop. And I think that's I think he's perfect for that. Like he, you can do the jokes, and Thor can be funny and, and laughy, but there's going to be a moment where it just turns. 
And I think he's a good enough, he's talented enough to pull that off. Yeah, and I think like Thor being laughy and jokey would just make Gore angrier. Yeah, because he's like, you're, you're doing nothing and you laugh about it. People are dying. Uh, yeah, everyone I know is dead. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I cannot wait for that. We were, we Normally, that would be a big story. We're moving on. We don't have time. <laughs> right? We don't have time. What we do have time for is a merch plug, because you can get your very own Heroes for Hire merch from our website. <laughs> Um, up until midnight tonight, there is a 15% deal. You can get 50% off everything on our Heroes for Hire podcast website. It's The link is down below if you want some Heroes for Hire merch. Um, other than that, you can get some hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, pyjamas, anything you want. It's all up there. Just, if you want some, if you want some sale prices, they're all until now, until midnight. So, that is it. Sean, I'm moving on. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> no more water anymore. You have to sit there and listen. <laughs> We're moving on to our next piece of news. That is somehow the fifth news we've covered this week. Marvel are doing a Fantastic Four movie. Oh, that yeah. is officially confirmed. They just fucking announced that. <laughs> just, you know how it is. You know, you're, you're just having a day. And on the sly, you just announced you're doing a Fantastic Four movie with the MCU Spider-Man director. Like, this is... That is... That's a ridiculous announcement. That is an announcement I did not see coming anytime soon. No. So... Because because they brought that in. Like, they bought Fantastic Four the rights to them with the, the Fox. It was one of the Fox assets that they brought in. But, I mean, I think everyone was kind of like, okay, we'll leave it. Because they do have a lot on their plate with all these multiverses and Spider-Man 3 that has every character from every Spider-Man movie in it. And now you're doing Gore the God Butcher and you just have all this stuff. And they decided, no, no, we can do a Fantastic Four movie as well. Which leads me to believe that this Fantastic Four is definitely going to be brought in from a different universe. Uh, yeah, I think so. In like in the wake of all these other announcements being made, I think, and I think that's the cleanest way to do it as well. That, now that's weird, suggesting oh, just start a multiverse in order to introduce four characters, but to have them crop up out of nowhere would be weirder, I think. And I think everyone has said it for a long time. John Krasinski, <laughs> surely oh. as Mister Fantastic, Emily Blunt. As Sue Storm. Yeah, like, I think... And and on the, like, Instagram post on the Disney page where they announced that, the, uh, like, that's all the comments. It's just like, it's it's Krasinski, right? He's he's Mr. Fantastic. I really thought they'd bring back Josh Trank. I really thought he was going to get another go at it. Oh, really? really? You mean Miles Teller? <laughs> Miles Teller and Josh Trank. Oh, Josh, Josh Trank, Trank directing. Thing, of course. No, <laughs> No, just trying playing the thing and doubling up as director. Oh, That's what I was thinking. Oh, he's going a for twofer. the EGOT this year. <laughs> no, Jamie Bell is obviously the thing. That's set in stone, literally. Oh, very good. And metaphorically. Very good. Um, now, now, the thing is, like, imagine Thanos-level CGI, but for the thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this could be so cool. Um, 
obviously Fantastic Four is a massive franchise that has been done wrong I would use the phrase done dirty multiple times because there's a lot of money being left on the table if you do not do a Fantastic Four film especially if you cast the right people and with Kevin Feige on board as well as the Spider-Man Homecoming director John Watts who Spider-Man Homecoming I think might be my favourite Spider-Man film other than Spider-Verse and so John Watts is definitely like he's kind of perfect for this I don't know it, he as a as a reboot but he's proven that he can get a character off the ground and maybe he hands it off to somebody else for the second one but he might be the perfect starter yeah like a, a perfect like hey, here's the stepping stone and then off you go cuz he understands Marvel as well like he's worked with them so, like, he's now kind of working with them and he can kind of give the Fantastic Four a, a Marvel spin, but at the same time leave it up to somebody else. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people, like, hating on John Watts, um, being like, oh, anyone but him. But he's pulled off two movies with their, mo- like, arguably Marvel's most successful character, and they've both made a billion dollars. And he's doing Spider-Man 3. And he's doing Spider-Man 3, which is a massive... It's it's. The camera, sorry, the scope of that movie is getting bigger by the day. Do you think Kevin Feige would give him that film with the enormousness of it all if he didn't trust him that he would do a good job? Like, Kevin Feige would just go, no, you're out. We're getting somebody else in. Yeah. I, 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 like, (coughs) you have to trust him. And, dude, the casting announcements for Fantastic Four are going to be unfucking real Oh yeah, they're going to wait until probably, I don't know, tomorrow. And then they'll announce them. <laughs> that, that's generally how our reporting goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they are doing a Fantastic Four movie that is now in the works. So, Sean, that is not all they're doing because I have a slight list of everything that they're going to be putting out okay. on Disney+. Plus. Now, I've only cherry-picked some of them, so we're only going to lightly gloss over them because we do have to get to the Loki trailer that we're going to finish the episode on. But... They are going to be doing, as of this moment, an alien franchise, uh, an alien series that is on FX at Hulu. And so they're going to be based off the alien films, but it's going to be set on Earth. Right, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, okay, that's an interesting choice. But being that it's on FX and Hulu, it's not super easy for us to watch over here. No. And obviously, we would not watch it otherwise. If it's not easy... I won't watch it. That's true. And I will. I refuse to go down the path of piracy. <laughs> Did you not set up torrents? Those websites? Look, I invented torrents, that's true. But yeah, obviously. I, I, <laughs> I got the side. I was trying to communicate with my good friends, Torrance Howard. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Thank you, that is, Thank you. I, The FBI are like, he's clean, boys. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> It checks out. Do you think there's an alien... Like, do you think there's a fan base for an alien franchise? I think so. For a series, I mean. For a series, I can see it being, like, a a decent show that you just flick on and kind of let run, you know? Hmm. Like, I I can see it being, like, The Walking Dead. Yeah. That... And so it might be good for a little bit and then fall off a cliff. Yeah, much like uh, Rick Grimes, lead character of The Walking Dead, did. <laughs> and he survived. Just walked it off. Just walked it off. Just leave off the cliff. 
Um, they're also going to be doing an Indiana Jones 5 movie that is going to be coming out in the summer of 2022. So, oh. it is directed by James Mangold, who directed Logan, which is pretty great, but they are bringing back Harrison Ford. That, why? Why would you do this? <laughs> I think it was originally meant for 2021, but when everything it was pushed back, but they said, no, Harrison, you're still locked in. <laughs> you're not out of this yet. No, we're, we, if you have James Mangold, I suppose, he's done an, an ageing hero before with Logan, maybe do, he can pull it off again with Harrison Ford. Do you think Harrison Ford is going to like complete everything and he's going to make them kill off Indiana Jones? Oh, I, w- I could definitely see that. James Mangold's <laughs> like, no, the movie doesn't end like that. He's dead, James. What, what if it's the exact same death as Logan had? <laughs> The exact same. Just, I don't give a fuck how you do it, James. I'm going to die. Okay, that's just the way it is. Just, I'm I'm getting impaled on that tree branch. And no, somehow he's, he's um, the last scene is him sleeping in bed, and then suddenly Wolverine's claws just go through his chest. <laughs> what if he, like, die? like, if Indiana Jones just dies of old age in his bed at home? I mean, Harrison Ford, he, that's the first scene. <laughs> Harrison's <laughs> like, put it first, James. <laughs> and then it's just all the colourful characters he's met telling stories about Indiana Jones. He was pretty great. It's all just a camera. He was pretty cool. <laughs> he, he really, really was. <laughs> um, they're also doing a Buzz Lightyear uh, show With that Chris is going Evans to be his voice. voice. Chris, Chris Evans will be voicing the uh, Buzz now, a lot of people were angry about this because they didn't bring back Tim Allen. I think, I mean, you might as well just bring in Chris Evans. He's he's not doing anything. Tim Allen he's didn't cool. the original cartoon, though, did he? No, they brought... Um, Tim Allen, I think, did the pilot. And then after that... Um, oh, what was his name? Uh, he, came, he, he does loads of voices on... Uh, Patrick on Warburton. Patrick Warburton, yes. He, I was going to say on Family Guy. Yeah, but, uh, well, he just yeah, does his own voice. He just does his own voice and he screams a lot, but he's really good. And he played Buzz for, in the series itself. But Chris Evans, I mean, a very recognisable voice. I think that's pretty cool. And I think there might be... I mean, it do, not everything released has to be a big thing. Yeah, exactly. Just have that be... like that. Also, like that show looks g- grand for, for what it is, do you know? It's a cool Buzz Lightyear show. Yeah. And it's going to uh, sell merch. Okay. We're going to move on now to the Marvel-based things. Okay. So we haven't even gotten to the trailer yet. Jesus Bear Christ. with me. Just rinse through We've this got thing. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Great. That's coming out. Excited. You've got, you've got What If, the series that's animated MCU series that's going to come up with a lot of different things of like, you could have, I don't know, Black Panther and Star-Lord switch identities. Yeah, and Marvel Zombies. Stuff. That's another thing. <coughs> yeah. And so then you have Miss Marvel. That we, it was announced. That's yeah. going to be really cool. Uh, you've got She Hulk. That is going to be play, that is going to be coming out. Oh, that is also really cool. Also, Cut. Tim Roth Tim will be returning to play Abomination. Incredible Hulk is still canon, bitches. <laughs> Incredible Hulk somehow Sean's favorite movie in the MCU, even though Endgame exists. Um, Look, have, I just some it needs to be someone's favorite movie. Okay. Uh, also, you have Ironheart that they're going to be bringing out. That is a young engineer who makes the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man's own technology. Yeah, Riri and that Williams. is pretty cool. 
Yes, and so that is part of a new generation of young superheroes they're pushing. There's also Armor Wars that's going to have Don Cheadle's war machine in it. Good for uh, Don that's Cheadle. Going to be like, he's not up to much. Bring him back, Big Don. Big D. And the <laughs> Big, Big Daddy D, is called. <laughs> uh, Big Daddy DC is going to be back as war machine. And uh, it's basically just if what if Iron Man's suits got into the wrong hands, uh, you also have... Uh, one I thought you might really like, Secret Invasion. Yeah. That will have, um, it will involve all the scrolls and everything coming back with Ben Mendelssohn's scroll character Talos from Captain Marvel, also set to appear in the show with Nick Jack or Nick Jackson. Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Jackson. <laughs> Nick Jackson. Attorney at law. <laughs> Nick Fury will be in the show as well. That is very cool that they're going to be in the scrolls, but on Disney Plus. Yeah, from what I've seen uh, reported, it's like it's a week because the scrolls are essentially good guys at the minute in the MCU. But this is apparently a weird like offshoot of the scrolls who might be bad and are slowly invading secretly. Okay, and it's up to the good scrolls and Nick Fury to probably get them all out. A scroll fight, you know. Scroll, scroll, scroll fight. fight to the death, yeah. Um, then they also have I Am Groot series coming out and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I just think is a play off a certain other star-based, star-based movie. Have anyone seen Star Wars? Star like that? War? Star one star war? <laughs> star- <laughs> one war. It was one. Well, they, a lot of the plots were the same. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Big um- laser. That's apparently filming at um, the same time as Guardians 3 as well. So they're just keeping the cast together for like a couple weeks longer and making a holiday special. And Groot gets his own show as well, even though he can't say anything. Yeah, and it's baby Groot as well, from what I see. So it's like the little adventures he gets up to while he's a baby. Uh, you also have Hawkeye and Moon Knight that we've already covered on the show. One Division that we've already covered as well. And lastly, they have Loki that they have released a trailer for. So the Loki um, series will follow. It will follow um, the part at, in Endgame when he touches the Tesseract and he just vanishes. Yeah. And so the the trailer begins with him and Endgame touching it. And he just vanishes and you see him, he ends up on like some weird sand planet. Yeah, I, I think that's Earth. Um, I, I did a deep dive on some of the stuff in this trailer. And the, the people that he meets while he's in the desert are wearing like tra- traditional Mongolian clothing. Ah. Uh, so it looks like he's in the Mongolian desert somewhere. And so, um, they yeah, he ends up in the, in the sand planet. But then you actually see him... Also, that reminded me of Tony Stark, the way he landed in the sand. Yeah, I was just very like, oh, that's similar. Tony Stark. And, yeah. And um, if we look at Iron Man as being like, oh, it's a selfish dude gets a redemption arc, it could be how they redeem Loki. Because at this point, he's not gone through like the Dark World and Ragnarok yet. No, he's just he's just him. Like he's still he's just, he's still dickhead Loki. Yeah, he's still a little shepherd. Yeah, uh, you also have Owen Wilson with grey hair. Amazing. When he did, which I didn't recognise him at all. No, he like he ages up very well. Like when he doesn't. I have thought the long that was blondes. um, who's the guy who plays Tony Stark's dad? Yeah, it's I thought that was him. Very similar to him. Like he has that look about him. Um, um but also yeah, this, is, talking, this is Owen Wilson's uh, 
Oh no, sorry. It's um, Matt Damon was the trucker in uh, yes. on the recent in Deadpool. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, um, he is Matt or Owen Wilson is working with the Time Variance Authority, the TVA. TVA. So they like they're the essentially time police of the MCU. Where if someone's fucking about with time, they come in and like arrest them. If uh, all I quite could think of was Umbrella Academy, very similar, very like very like <laughs> just sixties bureaucrat, fucking middle management kind of a thing. Um, yeah, and you have to go around fixing all of the the holes or the in the timeline. Yeah, exactly. And um, what what um, this could also so, so tie Loki, into. Loki. Sorry, go on. Uh, this could also tie in. To, there's a there's a new Ant Man film been announced, and it's said to feature Kang the Conqueror, who is a yes. time traveling descendant of Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot, dude. And I think we see Kang in this trailer in like a statue form. But so he's not moving though; he's in statue form. Statue form. We've all been in statue form mm. from time to time. We've all been there. Right? We've ever played that game at a child's birthday party? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a statue. Do you ever play? What time is it, Mister Wolf? <laughs> it was always dinner time. It was always. always dinner time. Um, um, you also have um, he's on trial, so they have Loki on trial in this TVA, and they're kind of like, "You're a dickhead. You're you're after causing nothing but havoc in the time sphere." So I'm assuming they're like, "You're after." maybe committing many crimes but did you see in the elevator when he's in there with Owen Wilson it has all the buttons yeah and there's like 3FG and there's 2W1 stuff I think they're timelines I I also think that they're timelines that are like when you get into that elevator I think it's like the branching timelines you can visit and that's Mm. how you access there's also one that has X is that the X-Men timeline has to be right it has I to mean, be. Surely. See, and and during all of this as well, like it—he's a prisoner. But I, I'm I, my my main thing is like I'm sure this movie is going to be ninety percent, or this hear me calling it a movie. This TV show is going to be ninety percent Loki getting into scrapes, but that other ten percent really interests me. This show looks absolutely mental, by the way. Yeah. Just to let this out, this trailer looks insane. There's like a hundred things happening at once. He's time traveling. He's, I think they, yeah, they're like, you're working for us until you pay off your debt. So he has to go through each timeline. And we've seen that in multiple different comic books and TV series. Like, Legends of Tomorrow, that's that's the whole plot line. They go through time and they fix things. Exactly. And And apparently all, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he he's doing all of this probably to pay off a debt and he's killing off people that are causing hassle in the timeline for these guys. And But he's still, as we said, he's evil Loki. So he's probably t- trying to think of a way to get out of it as well. Um, he also mentions that um, his brother and Heimdall, and he, at the end of it he says, you better be ready when he leaps out of the plane, and then you see Heimdall, who is still alive in this timeline, yeah. catch him. Now, um, do you think that they're making Loki be D.B. Cooper in this? Oh my god. 
Does anyone... Who is D.B. Cooper, Sean, for anyone to know? D.B. Cooper was a very polite man who uh, hijacked a plane, stole a load of money, then jumped out of the plane in midair, and neither his body nor the money was ever found. He just disappeared. So I think what this movie that, is setting up is that that's Loki. That's fucking mental, by the way. Also, a very, very deep cut for anyone. The only reason that we know is because um, we've listened to a podcast that talked about it. Yeah. And so, like, but a lot of people, D.B. Cooper, I mean, it's just kind of a legendary thing where he robbed this plane. He leapt out of the plane. They never found him. He made away with the money and he never spent the money. Like they never they they copied all the serial numbers and he never used any of the dollars, so nobody knows what happened. Yeah. That would be so fucking cool. Like looking at that scene, he is the stamp of like the drawing they have of DB Cooper. It is ridiculous. And he leaps out, and when they, when Heimdall takes him, uh, you see the dollars fly up into the air. Yeah, so uh, that's absolutely what's happening. I, I bet you any time there's a weird occurrence in history when a crime is involved, it's Loki. Oh, that is so cool. It could just be massive e- Easter eggs through the whole thing. Yeah. And and speaking of Easter eggs, do you did you see Black Widow in this trailer? No. Where's Black Widow? So it's uh, I'm looking at 2 minutes and 2 seconds into this trailer. There's someone dressed in an all black cat suit with a reddish bob for a haircut. Who do you, th- do you think Black Widow would be appearing in this? I, the 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 ideas I've heard are either Black Widow or it's Lady Loki. Oh, it might be Lady Loki. It looks very Black Widowy though. Did you see the shot of in the church? Yeah. Where the, the <laughs> I love the excitement. Mephisto is on the window. Yeah, he is. Mephisto Ma- is the devil in the Marvel universe, is he not? He is. He is, and, uh, and... And he's evil as well. So Loki's the god of mischief. Him and Mephisto have had run-ins in the past. They have. And also Mephisto fights Doctor Doom every year um, in a combat trial thing. So, uh, like... Now, that could just be an Easter egg, but it would be very cool if Loki visited Mephisto because we think Mephisto is connected to one division. Yes. Yes. And the shards of Mephisto's soul make the two children... That Wanda and Vision have. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> fucking this is hell. getting more connected than we've ever been. Does movies. anybody have red string? Honestly. I, could, I might actually set up a red string wall for these. Because everything is connected. And we're trying to talk about this trailer, but to do this, we had to talk about seven other trailers and other series that are currently happening. Um, yeah, he is going to be part of the... It feels like Ragnarok, I was going to say. Because just in terms of colours and brightness and it's just, like, it's very, I don't know, it's vivid on the screen. Yeah, it feels very um, deliberate. Like, everything, even, like, all the composition, every element of set design is very, very planned out. Mm. Even the the bit in New York, did you see New York being destroyed? Yeah, there's, like, a broken Avengers Tower. <clears throat> I'm pretty positive that is what would happen if Thanos won. That's the timeline of that. Oh, okay. And then that's how Loki sees the error of his ways. Yeah, maybe he goes there and he's like, oh shit, like this is what happens if Thanos wins. Or maybe that's New York if he won. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is good for no one. Maybe Gore was right. 
Maybe Gore, who will appear in my next movie that my brother has. Maybe Gore is right. Did you see the hooded figure? Yeah, stand in front of all the monitors. I think that is Doom, but I don't know. Is it Doom? Why would Doom be watching a security feed of a shopping centre? Mephisto's in this. He, I see a bit of Mephisto, and then I see the guy in a hood. I'm putting the strings together. You know, look, there are weirder assumptions you could possibly make. Um, I, I don't know. I want to know. Like, that shot with Mephisto in the stained glass window is far too, as I said, deliberate to be an accident. Like, you're meant to look at that. Because he's, he's, he's about 70% of the shot. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think a good portion of this is going to take place in a ruined New York. Because um, Loki's wearing, like, a presidential badge. At the end of this, but it's yeah, all, like, like he's running up. for pre- mayor. Yeah, and he's got all these like weird Mad Max style posse behind him. I don't know. I I think this could be just batshit insane, and you can do anything. Like if he's hopping timelines and just causing havoc, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's I don't I don't look I this is something I am genuinely genuinely excited for this series. Um, do you know when it's coming out? Uh, it is coming out May 2021. So March is Falcon Winter Soldier, May is Loki. And January is WandaVision. <coughs> yeah. So and and they're all going to be like 10 episodes each. So it's just going to be oh, a every single one string of, of fucking oh my god. So they all year you will have something to watch every week. Can't. Lads, we need another lockdown. Just let, let us all stay at home. We won't go anywhere, we'll just watch Disney+. Plus. We've, we have just cracked the surface of what was released this week, but I think we're going to have to call it, and we're going to come back to it next week. Oh, yeah, let's hope no more news happens for the next week. <laughs> no more, right? Movie world, no more, please. So, will I take us out, Connor? Please, Sean. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with a Hero or Zero all about Gore the God Butcher, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, big thank you goes out oh, to... Oh, by the way, huh? hmm? next week's Movie Mondays episode is our Christmas special. What the fuck? That came quick. I know. So that's going to be the Christmas special where we exchange gifts. Oh, my God. I need to buy something. I got you Heroes for Hire merch that you can get at our website. <laughs> no, was there some kind of discount applied to that, Connor? <laughs> there, 15%, Sean. It was a 15% one. Well, there's a link to that in the description, folks. But also, Probably. we would like to send <laughs> a big thank you out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. Uh, it really, really means a lot. We're hoping the cards and things should start arriving uh, in the coming days. So let us know if you get those. And, and if not... Look, post is weird at the minute, but we'll figure it out. And you will get you will get a brand new Patreon exclusive pelp that will be coming out this weekend. This weekend, indeed, one of the best weekends, mm. I would say. Yes. And so, also, big thank you goes out to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green, Anna Hilmroos, and Richard McGrew. Thank you all so 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 much for your support. Genuinely means a lot. Thank you all so much. You're all absolute legends. Even more so than me. That's right, I said it. Uh, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be fucking hard. Oh, no. Fuck. Two times zero is zero. Uh, 
thank you all and I think that's about it Connor I think so uh, you can follow all of our socials down below give us a like and subscribe or whatever you're using and we shall talk to you all next week guys bye bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.